what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. December 13th, 2019, episode 109. Guess what, Carter? What? Guess what? What? It's Friday the 13th. Oh, it is Friday the 13th. You know what tomorrow is? Saturday the 14th. Yeah, do you know what that day is? The day after Friday the 13th. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Why don't you tell me that? You don't go around telling people your birthday, even though I just did. I just did tell you. <laughs> you told the whole world. I did, kind of. Um, Yeah, celebrate my birthday, everybody. Go out, have a drink for me. On Saturday. On Saturday. Well, you can have it any day and celebrate my birthday, but the best day to do it is on the actual birthday. Enough about me. You, you digress? I digress. I digress. What's that picture you were showing me? Who is that? Man, that's, a, that's, that's an old school picture of my dad. I got it last weekend. We celebrated our Dubler side of the family Christmas, yeah. and I took a bunch of pictures down from Graham, and somebody pulled that one out. It's an 8 by 10 of my dad on a, on a, well, actually, the side case. The side case looks like it says, actually, it says Bombardier, which is Bombardier is what some people call it, which is similar to a Rotax. But it's old school picture. It's my dad in his orange and white leathers. I remember him racing. The weird thing to me was he had a number 43 on the plates, and I honestly remember him running number 51. So, What are those pink streamers, though? Well, he, my dad stuck those in the side of the handlebars like little kids have on their bicycles. <laughs> and I said, I said what, are you, what are you rocking those for? And he said, because it's a distraction to the other riders. People will be looking at those instead of paying attention to what's going on. Did it work? I don't know. Is it, it cool? Hell yeah. It definitely distracted me, so it works. Got a lot to talk about in the news this week. Well, more pieces to the 2020 puzzle have fallen into place. And, and by that, I'm talking about Super Twins. You know, we were trying to wait and see who was going to sign for the Super Twins team. Of course, last week, the big news from Harley-Davidson dropped. This week, Estenson and Yamaha signed a multi-year deal. What I find kind of strange about that is it's J.D. Beach and Colby Carlisle. No mention of Jake Johnson in the Super Twins class. Carlisle moving up to the premier class. So, you know, where's Jake going? That's that's the next question, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find that out before too long, man. He's definitely going to have a ride next year. Four-time champs. Uh, Jake's solid. He's still winning races, so he's not, like, out of the game or anything. Uh, but, yeah, surprise for sure. And on the singles side, also another surprise, huh? Absolutely. Mikey Rush joins Essenson. So Rush is in. Of course, Dallas Daniels, the, the rookie phenom that we were all waiting for to go pro, won a race last year. He's on board. So that counts out Ryan Wells. Yeah. So a couple of veterans in our sport. You know, Wells has been around for a while. He actually won the GNC2 championship. He's looking for a ride. It's surprising, not shocking. You know, I mean, Estenson wants to win, and he's I think he's stacked his team for uh, for championships in 2020. Look forward to seeing what they do. Uh, another big announcement, we talked about it a little bit last week, is the spec tire. Dunlop came out with a full you know, report on the new tire on the front and the rear. I'm kind of excited to see how this new tire performs in 2020. I am too. It's a very aggressive tread pattern. It's something totally different than we've ever had. Um, and we've used the same tread pattern for many, many years. So I'm excited to see how it performs on the racetrack and uh, just to watch the teams try to learn the tire. You know, I mean, it's something you don't think about, but... You know, those mechanics are all picking their brains right now, trying to figure out what can we compare it to? How can we figure this out? Uh, and then the riders got to get the feel of it, too. So maybe I'm overthinking it too much, but I think it's going to be a big part of the game for a little while, at least the first few races. Yeah, some people are kind of up in arms about this one, but I say overall that this change is a good change. And uh, we'll see how the tire plays in 2020. Something else I saw on the social medias was uh, Kelly Bell and Steve Nace won an award at the AMA uh, banquet there. What was that all about? They got the Flat Track Promoter of the Year Award from the American Motorcycle Association, and uh, I think that's really cool. They put in a lot of hard work with that team. Uh, it, it takes a team. I mean, Steve Nace and Kelly Bell is a big part of it, but then they have a lot of people that go to a lot of the races. I'm lucky enough to do the majority of their, their all-star races. I do. I try to do as many amateur races with them as I can, too, but uh, you know, congratulations to Steve and Kelly for sure. Yeah, and they just uh, put out their tentative 2020 schedule for the All-Star Series, so uh, go check that out, sign up, and get out and see some All-Star National Flat Track Racing. Absolutely. This schedule is long. It's actually on the two different pages, which is a long schedule for them. I know the Amateur Nationals have an All-Star Race uh, kind of on each end of it, so that's going to be in a little bit different area in Indiana. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a busy, busy schedule, and I'm happy for them. 
I know you're not complaining about more flat track races. No, I, I, I'd rather be at a flat track race than anything else, I think. Uh, one thing that I don't know if you saw, but Mr. Corey Texter's coming out with his own podcast. You see that? You said Mr. What? Yeah, he's not a Mrs. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. What do I'm you think about that, Scotty? And... Tell me what you, how you really feel. Well, you know, we had a partnership a few years back. We did Flat Track Weekly Radio Show, which was on the internet, so yeah. we're not sure how it was called Weekly Radio, Flat Track Weekly Radio Show. And we had a lot of fun. Um, He's been on our podcast several times. I think it'll be solid, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, it's going to be a whole nother perspective. I know, you know, what I say is my opinions, what comes out of my brain. What you say is exactly the same, what comes out of your brain. Yeah. Um, what comes from a racer and a racer's perspective, maybe he can speak more freely on some subjects that I feel that I shouldn't. Yep. I'm kind of digging that. I mean, you know, I hope it works out for him. He still hasn't announced who his co-host is going to be yet, but uh, I saw he put out there a few different names, and I saw he just finally put a check mark or an X through Kevin Atherton. So Atherton's out, but I think he might, you know, have some different co-hosts coming in there. I think that'd be cool. Who do you think? Who do you think of that out of that nine? It's going to be. I think it'd be hilarious with Morgan Mishler. It'd be hilarious with I, a couple of those options, I think. Well, true, true. I don't, I don't know. It'd be good to hear from all of them. Yeah. I just, you know, some of these guys don't have much mic time. Some and girl. Have more mic time. And, and girl. Oh, Shana's on there, too. I That's forgot. That's right, yeah. Right? See, I think, I think it'd be yeah, interesting for- to hear the brother-sister podcast. I think it, Robbie Bobby and him would be hilarious. Um, there's a lot of good options on there. I, I, just, I don't know who it's going to be, but I can't wait to see. Yeah, it's going to be exciting for sure. And, and you know what? The more we can get out there about flat track, I think the better. And the more chance we have to grow our audience as a sport. I'm not talking about our audience here on Off the Groove. I'm not talking about Corey's audience. I'm talking about people going to the races, people interested in flat track. And that's obviously what the sport still needs. Never can have enough fandom. So I think tickets went on sale for another couple races this week. I think it was a Red Mile and a SoCal Half Mile race. Uh, tickets are now available. So if you're planning on going to one of those two, you can go ahead and get your tickets early, which is awesome. It always helps with the turnout when people are able to buy their tickets and know about the event earlier. Another big announcement that was just, what, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, a huge announcement from American Flat Track. They're going to have a double header for the AFT singles up at the Weed Sport Short Track. So the AFT singles will run friday night uh with some amateur riders which would be kind of cool it's it's a new flat track futures series so hopefully we'll hear some more on that and then saturday night we'll have the aft singles production twins and the super twins so a uh, double header weekend again so maybe we'll see some more of this as uh, the series puts out more and more press releases that's something that i've really wanted to see them do since i even got involved uh you know back in 2016 I think it should be a whole weekend event, like a Friday, Saturday, even if it's just practices and qualifying on the day before. You know, it gives the riders a, a, a chance to get adjusted to the track and find out what they like, what they don't like. It helps the officials and, you know, everybody on the AFT side to know what to expect when the when the race day comes up the next day. And, you know, I think the, it's cool that they're actually splitting it up to see some of the amateurs. Can't beat that. You know, if you think about it, Carter, you have been in it as long as I have, but these amateur riders, when they turn 16 and go pro, some of them have never ridden on these racetracks on the Grand National Circuit. So it might be a way to get these amateurs acclimated to our tracks a little sooner. Good news all around, man. And it's, uh, like I said before, man, it's that time of season where you're seeing big announcements drop every week. So um, look forward to seeing what we hear next week. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll hear some more where some more riders are going and uh, maybe even some more announcements from American Flat Track. Should we move on to this week's episode? I think we should. I, um, I'm, I was really excited about this one. You told me about it, and we actually recorded it last week. And you know what? If, if I go to a Grand National race and this guy's not there, you know, I feel like I'm lost. I, I think he's been at every Grand National since he started coming around, and maybe since I started coming around, about the same time. And he's there for the community, and that's what I really like about him. Amber actually brought him up last week uh, when we talked to her and, and Jeremy. Uh, this was the first guy that showed up at the hospital. Um, he's usually the first guy to show up at the hospital when there is an incident on the track. He's the first guy to, to listen to you when you have a problem any weekend or even an off weekend, uh, he's always lending an ear to to listen to the community and, and help them through troubling times. I've been wanting to have him on for a while. He's definitely a huge part of the community on and off the track. Look forward to talking to this one for sure, Mr. Raymond Rizzo. Did you say dialing? I can't hear you. Hello. Is this Raymond Rizzo? It is. Hey, all right. What's been going on? I haven't seen you since New Jersey. You've been doing okay? 
No, I've been hiding under a rock, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't believe that one second. I think I, I think I think I've heard through the grapevine you actually did a funeral recently for our racing community, and then you also did a wedding in the racing community. So you're not underneath any rocks, that's for sure. No, you're right. You're right. Actually, I did two weddings just prior to. Uh, the end of the season uh, of our, well, actually right after our flat track season finished, I did two road racing uh, weddings and uh, did our race of champions in Daytona. And uh, Actually, during that process, I was called home to uh, my sister um, who ended up passing away from cancer. I had to come home, be by her, her bedside and end up doing her funeral and so it's been a, a, a very, very busy, supposedly off season. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound like the uh, there's no light switch to turn it off, is there, Raymond? You are correct. You are correct, and I'm I'm honored to be a part of it. You know, it's uh, one of them things that uh, I finally found that that's what I'm wired for, and it's just an honor to be involved. And uh, I, I love our community, so it's been really neat to see, in spite of me what uh god's been doing right on so for the people that don't know who raymond rizzo is i mean you're a figure that's at every grand national flat track race that i've uh, announced at and but you do a lot more than just go and help out like you do a, a little church sermon before the riders meeting or after the riders meeting uh then you can go around and you're available to all the riders the mechanics anybody and then you go out there on the front straightaway and put your work clothes on and you are assistant flag man and it just continues and continues so i just want to have people know exactly who you are so they may have seen you but they might not know your story correct and i guess the way to start was uh, I was encouraged by a friend of mine uh, a while back to basically start a relationship with God. And through all of that, uh, I, at that time, was involved with racing. I loved NASCAR and I loved dirt uh, modified cars. And I thought my dream job would be uh, working on the pit crew of Richard Petty. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, I ended up uh, becoming um, a minister. And uh, I put everything, all that behind me and said, you know, I don't want anything to do with uh, racing because it's got nothing to do with eternity. And long story short, pastor to church, did missions work, did a lot of things involved in uh, the ministry uh, aspect. And Ended up uh, moving to Nashville and then got invited to do an invocation at our local track in Nashville. And um, it was like the beginning of a Disney movie where the birds were wrapping ribbons around the fence posts. And the clouds had my name in it. And I heard God say, this is what I wired you for. Now, I thought at that time that meant cars and NASCAR. Bottom line, I got connected with Motor Racing Outreach, which serves NASCAR to this day. And uh, when I got involved with them, I figured that's going to be the natural path. And probably a year after that, somewhere in 2007, I was invited to do a road racing uh, event, uh, which I kept saying I don't want to be a part of it because motorcycle racers are crazy. There's no cage around them. <laughs> and I pray that God would give them the sense not to do it. <laughs> so, uh, but the guy told me, hey, just come down and see the event. The first one was at Daytona. I'm like, Daytona, come on. That's NASCAR, uh, you know, that's NASCAR world. So I did go down and, and it was like God rolled out the red carpet. And the, the first person that I met, the racer, uh, first racer that I met was from my exact town. Um, all kinds of events transpired that weekend that just confirmed that this is the community I'm supposed to be with and serve. And that was with CCS, the uh, semi-pro level racing, and started that year and haven't looked back. I still serve them, um, but uh, the flat track came in somewhere around 2010, a little bit before that. I think Mike Kidd was at the time the director, and because he saw what we did on the road race side, he asked if we would come to the flat track. And uh, I was the one that had the uh, most available dates to serve. And I said, okay, I'll try it, you know, and had no clue anything about flat track. I did know a little bit about road racing. 
because uh, I, you know, served them for about three, four years, and then uh, uh, went to a flat track event. The very first one, I think it was Gas City, Indiana, and mm-hmm. I remember getting up there, and they told me when the rider was going to rider meeting was going to be there before then, you know, and I got there, and the rider meeting was already just it was in progress and it was just letting out and and it it was raining and uh i got there and everybody's disbanded so uh, i'm like man i can't even say hello to anybody and you know mike said hey it's canceled and you know so that was my first event wow i was like hey this is great (laughs) but the next event uh i can't remember where it was but i remember two things distinctly i remember seeing daryl Dave Brittlinger, both of them, they both came to me and said, Hey, thanks for being here. It's good. If you need anything, man, just, you know, I mean, with smiles and uh, it was like the love of God just came out of those guys and, and, and gave me a big hug, you know, and it's like, wow, this is really cool. And then during the rider meeting, I remember sitting next to a cooler or something like that. And, uh, this guy, real little guy, comes over next to me, sits down on the cooler. And, and again, I have no clue who, who anybody is. And he said to me, he goes, Hey, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. And, uh, I'm like, sure, you know, and then come to find out that was the Richard Petty of flat track, Chris Carr. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was like, no way, this is so cool. Basically I had the favor of God right from the get-go and and again i always say this this is in spite of me <laughs> but uh <laughs> from then on i'm telling you i i know there's so many things i could tell people that that god did uh, in our community as a, re- a result of, a, of us just being there and man it's it's been an incredible I don't know how many seasons it is now. Uh, what is it? Uh, 10 years now? Yeah, this is my 14th year in uh, motorsports, and, and it feels like I'm just getting started, but I'm also looking at a legacy already. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, you've been at every Grand National I think I've announced. I mean, I think I started a little bit before you, but if, if I'm at a racetrack and I see your face, I know I know it's race day and I know I'm going to get a hug from you. So I love that you're <laughs> there with us. So you started Motor Racing Outreach in 2006. You did ASRA, the CCS, uh, Moto America also. So how many events mm-hmm. would you say you've been in, involved in since starting in the motorcycle side of things? My goodness. Well, each year it's probably, it averages around 40 weekends. So it's hard to tell how many events, because sometimes there's multiple events on the weekends, you know, different disciplines or it could be the same, but, but just, you know, different locations. So it's, it's quite a few. Um, that, that's a, it's a good question. Never really <laughs> looked at that, but, uh, um, I, I remember each year I'll take the um, uh, what is schedules that we get from the events and I lay it out on my floor and see how far it goes from the front door to the back door and then some. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, and I got a long hallway by the way, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's amazing. And then to to reflect on each one of those events and you you know as well as me how often we have to go to the hospital or, you know, I mean, both highs and lows, uh, you know, celebrating with winners and, you know, whether they're first time or multi or whatever, and, you know, being able to be there when, when things happen, you know, a rider doesn't win, you know, they, they lose in their mind, but I'm like, Hey, I'm glad you're not even, you're, you're, you're walking, <laughs> you're, right. you're not at the hospital, you know? So I celebrate with the, every rider that comes off the track from my perspective, it's like, man, you, you're, you're winning in life. That's what I want. So no matter what it is, whether it is something that's involved with racing or not, um, I'm there to try to help folks to stand on the top of the box in every area of their life and to be, uh, um, 
still invited to do that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I had a, a real personal connection with you. I went through a divorce a few years back and, and I was having trouble with it. I'm not going to lie. And I just went to you and you were just kind of like a sounding board and, and we prayed together and stuff like that. And you helped me get through that tough time. And, and that's just one scenario that I know of. And I know there's so many people in the pit area that just really appreciate what you do. Yeah, I, I agree. Thank you. I, I know there's, uh, I can tell you similar stories to, to what you've gone through that people have confided in me that, uh, you know, some have had grenades just thrown in their lap and they don't know who to turn to. And thankfully, because I, I consider myself not religious, you know, I tell people this all the time. I said, you know, the only people that Jesus argued with were the religious so that should tell you something. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, his passion was to bring people in to restore the broken relationship from the beginning. So if, if we can have that perspective, that will help us in our, in our everyday walk today. So the, the way that he did it, though, is just basically serve. You know, I don't care what the need is. It doesn't matter the storm that you're going in or coming through or, or whatever. It's... I know that if we can walk with you and at least encourage you, um, you know, who knows what can happen. I had a writer come up to me that said, uh, Raymond, 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 you helped me so much, you know, and, and, and I'm like in my mind going, who is this guy? Who learned? I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember his name. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's so tough because, you know, just as well as me, we're both nationally seen either on fans choice or, or, you know, you're heard all the time. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean, you know, everybody else's voice and, you know, everybody else. So it's kind of like they come up to you and, and, and I'm like, okay, who is this guy? But he, he basically said, Hey, I fell off the high platform, landed on a spike on my back. He said, bust him up really bad. And I do remember the story when he started telling me this. And, uh, and this was six months after it happened. He said, Raymond, you were there for me. He said, I was in so much pain on a scale of one to 10. It was like an 11 and beyond always. And he said, the doctors couldn't give him enough pain medication. So he told me, he said, Raymond, I was going to kill myself. But something told me to call you. You, I called. You answered. He said you encouraged me, and then you prayed for me. And he said after praying, I hung up. And he said, Raymond, I felt better. You saved my life. Now, number one, that was inspiring me because there's no way I knew that he was thinking of doing that. If I did, I would have called the cops or something. You know, went to him. Uh, but the right. point is, each one of us have the opportunity to be used. And, and I was willing. And, and you know, one of the, the things that I tell people is because I am available, these kind of things happen. And, and I'm honored to be a part of that. You know, even though some of them are, are really tough to walk through, it's uh, mm -hmm. that's part of life, right? Um, Absolutely. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Somebody put you in the right spot for sure. So you mentioned a little while ago, you started working ten, you know, 10 years ago with AMA Pro Racing and Mike Kidd, and then it transferred into the AFT series. And we, I kind of mentioned at the start of this conversation, what, a, what you do in a, in, you know, a real nutshell, but what does a race weekend look like for you? And I want to know about flat track in particular, because that's what we talk about here on off the groove. Right. Right. And, and I think the biggest thing for me and uh, my heart is just to be available. So whatever it takes to be available, we come typically the day before, if possible. And when we had the community center, we definitely come the day before set up. And then even our crew that would come set up the day before, you're able to be there to serve them, whatever needs. You know, sometimes it's like, hey, help me with some air fence or help me with whatever, or just, you know, listen to me. You know, I'm going through whatever. So that's that's a typically get there a day ahead of time and then set up and it's kind of like a little kid waiting. Uh, okay, God, what do you got next? You know, <laughs> and, and that's my heart. It's like, I can't wait to see what he's going to do. And, and you never know. It might be a, a knock real late at night. And, uh, but being there track side is huge. So, uh, the next morning, a lot of times, uh, we have a pure egg that was donated to us and, you know, we offer coffee or whatever to, to folks and, and just try to help as people are coming in and setting up, whether it's, uh, 
you know, grab a radio and help uh, line people up to part or whatever uh, in the paddock and, and then um, just be available. From that point on, I just walk around and, and walk slow and usually get buttonholed by somebody and, hey, Raymond, you know, here it goes and you're off. And it's funny because the one thing that I really love and this, this is, I love our community so much and, and our leadership has given me the ability to do my quote unquote thing. And, you know, you're chaplain first, you know, and, and it's like, oh, that is so cool to be able to, to walk around and, and talk to people. And, and the more that people know who we are and where we're coming from, the more people take advantage of that. And that's in a good way that they, they reach out and say, man, I'm going through this or whatever's going on or, you know, uh, Hey, uh, just glad to see you. Every time I see you, the paddock feels calmer. You know, that's a constant, you know, it's, I mean, it's a cool thing. So I'll walk around typically getting everything uh, ready for chapel service. And, and like you said, it, it could be either before or after rider meeting, depending on the uh, schedule of the day and the location. But uh, we do the rider meeting and uh, we typically offer a prayer at the end of that. And if it's chapel after that, it's typically 15 minutes. And it's normally a story that um, is something that's that God has impact uh, a community. And we try to um, translate that into our racing world. And it's been really fun this past year. I've been doing so many messages that have been uh, connected with our racing. Like uh, one of the titles was uh, With Jesus and the Stoners. I did that at Lima, you know, the pea gravel stone. (laughs) Right. Perfect. (laughs) Stuff like that. Yeah. And and people love that because it's like, and I get this statement all the time. It goes, it's amazing how you're able to communicate the truth from the word of God to, to our lives here. And it's like, yeah. And that's, uh, I, I tell people, our father is telling me these things that I get to share. And I'm like a kid in a candy store. Can't wait to tell you. And, uh, you know, each week that happens or I get these, these messages and just share, and, you know, so that's pretty exciting about that. And then after that, I, I get together with big P and, uh, set up mm-hmm. the grid and, uh, and that's another thing that it's been an incredible relationship with him this year because, he has been so focused on all the details and everything. Hey man, you, you do your, you do your thing, you know, don't, don't worry about something like wanting to set up with them and everything. And, and uh, you know how this year has been, you know, with the weather, it's so hard to get things done, dialed in, right. You know, people are still running the track in, so you can't, you have to wait to, to do your job, so to speak. So that's, that's uh uh, what usually happens. So I get to every once in a while flag the uh, practice. And, uh, you know, I, I love that part because you see people, all your family right there passing you by, you know, and you could give them a big smile and, and I pray for them as they go through, you know, and half of them don't know that. I don't, I'm not telling them that. So you have to edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, uh, you know, you're, you're in front, they see you, you see them and there's that connection and there's that availability too. You know, anytime anybody needs anything, we're there. So uh, typically during the event, we just stay there and, and, and pray that I get to stay there all night. That's my, my desire. And, you know, if a crash happens, that's bad where a rider has to go to the hospital. That's when I leave. And, um, you know, sometimes nobody helps out uh, big P, but usually Daryl, uh, Brettlinger will step in and help, uh, assist him. But, uh, then, uh, whether it's, if you know, carry somebody to the hospital, family members, whatever, you know, I, I, I'm so used to doing this in the past that I've got a system where we'll, you know, get whatever they need clothing or, you know, depending on how bad it seems to be, they just may need their phone and charger in their wallet, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, bring that to the hospital with them and then drive them back. You know, and that's, that, I love them trips. <laughs> right. Hey man, right. I'll, I'll bring you a t-shirt, shorts and flip flops. I'll be right there. Just don't worry about it. You know, and if it's a multi 
rider team, I'm there to be able to help. They don't have to pull anybody away from their crew. I can do that. Right. And so that's a, that's a service. Nobody pays you to do it. You just do it. So, uh, that allows everybody to, to still be doing their normal things while somebody else helps in that area. And, um, you know, if, if I don't have to, uh, go, then I'll typically hang out. And during the main events, that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite times is, you know, praying on the line and even the crew members too, uh, are engaging in that, which is kind of cool. But, uh, then, uh, at the event or at the end of the event, I typically help pack up the grid, all that stuff, get that, and then start walking around consoling those that did not get on the box. <laughs> mm-hmm. And encouraging them, uh, you know, as they're leaving, safe travels and see you next week kind of thing or whatever, you know, the next event is. And, um, you know, if somebody's in the hospital, then then I'd usually leave and just hang out in the hospital. And that could be all night, the next day. We don't know, you know, depending on the event uh, or, you know, what happens. We stay as long as we can. And uh, when we had the community center, that was a lot easier because we didn't have to worry about hotel rooms, rental cars, flights, and stuff like that. Community center, man, which was, you know, the RV. All I had to do was pull it in the lot of the hospital, and I could stay there, you know, as long as needed till the next event. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that helps, but that's my typical, with a lot of huge smiles, with incredible conversations that... uh, you know, are many life changing, and uh, it's been neat to to be involved with that. Absolutely. So you have so many duties at the racetrack, and sometimes you get there the night before and and start helping out. So who pays you to be at the races? Um, the pit crew that I've developed over the years. It's called Prayer and Investing Team. That's individuals. No. Uh, um, you know, affiliation to any church or it could be, could be anything, but it's just individuals willing to help us, uh, on a monthly or annual basis. And we've been doing, uh, over the past few years, we've been matching the date, like 2019, we asked people to partner for 19 bucks a month. The year before was 18. And that's, you know, so that's kind of how we've done it. Something simple to help it to be spread across a lot of people. So it's not a big burden on any one uh, individual. So that's uh, our basic um, support individuals that help us. And uh, uh, that uh, makes us available to go to the events. Some series helps us like Flat Track does help us. Uh, ASRA CCS uh, helps us, and uh, Moto America as a series doesn't help us, but people in Moto America do help us. So, uh, you know, we do have the support. I'd say probably 90% of our our support comes from our community, which is a pretty awesome thing. And, And I think that also speaks of how well God is using me in spite of me. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, uh, this is good that, uh, you know, he, he makes people happy in spite of me, but, um, you know, when you're able to, you know, walk with somebody that was thinking of, you know, killing himself and, and, you know, hopefully prevent that from happening, uh, things like that, or talking to somebody who's going through a breakup or, um, you know, making life decisions to, to do this or that, or whatever it might be. Um, those are those are the times where you're thankful for all of the people that are helping you do that. Because when I travel, uh, I'm usually by myself, and that uh, for me, I'm not lonely. Uh, I'm not despondent at all. I'm so excited that I have a, a team of people, a pit crew of people that are supporting us. So that's by and large the way that uh, we get uh, our support. Okay. And a few moments ago, you mentioned the community center just briefly, but you have a brand new plan for 2020, which includes a brand new community center, right? Correct. Actually, it's a, it's a brand, it would be brand new to me. It'd be a used, uh, I call it the finding the finished community center (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. The new version. Yeah. 
the new version, because what we had was a racer that uh, actually through prayer, God spoke to him and told him to let me use this. You know, it was an RV, Class A, motorhome, 32-foot, Georgetown by Forest River. And basically, those things are meant to go to a campsite and stay there for a little bit and, you know, maybe use that a few times a year. Well, heck, I was putting over 40,000 miles each year on that thing and pretty much pounded it into the ground. (laughs) Right. And uh, so what I'm hoping to do is uh, purchase a used, uh, I call them a rig, which is kind of like what people have in the flat track community. It's a a bigger um, unit that's on a truck frame. Uh, freight liner chassis or uh, whatever. But anyway, uh, and then bring a stacker trailer behind that can carry all the tools to serve, especially a car uh, that's so instrumental in going to the hospital. When I had the RV, all I had was a scooter that I was able to, to put on the back of that. And uh, that made it uh, difficult to get to the hospital with anyone. So, you know, people let me borrow the cars, but that was always really tough to to coordinate and stuff like that. But uh, uh, the goal is to raise funds for this uh, Finding the Finish Community Center 2.0 one time. Uh, this is an ongoing thing. This is just a one, one-time plan to purchase the uh, the rig and trailer and a canopy system so that we can have our uh, mobile community center. Each event that we go to, we can do rider meetings. We can do uh, chapel services, movie nights, serve the community in whatever ways they need. We're thinking about doing maybe some food and, you know, all kinds of different things I've got. Uh, vision for it's just uh we need the support to be able to get that uh unit so we've done the um mobile cause uh web app i think they call it and basically if people text the keyword ftfcc finding the finished community center to the number 71777-71777 that will get them to this site they can do that on their phone, mobile mobile app, and you can do it on a computer. But um, then if they sign up to be a fundraiser, everybody that signs up becomes a fundraiser and raises uh, $1,000 or more, they will have their name in large letters on the community center. We're going to wrap the, wrap the whole thing and then have everybody's uh, name on that. Everybody that helps uh, individuals or businesses, teams, whatever, they will also have their name on it. It just be smaller than the, the persons that commit uh, to raising the uh, support. So if we can get 300 people to raise a thousand, that's our budget. We'd uh, okay. we'd be good. <laughs> and that's and that's what we talked about at the last race. I know that was a, a bad day for a lot of people, but we had a break in the action, and you actually came into the announcers booth, and and Brad Baker was up there with us, and we talked about it. And that kind of was when you were trying to roll this all out. Unfortunately, you had to leave and go to the hospital with some riders and stuff. But how much money have you raised so far since you know when you first started this idea? Our current in the bank. Status is uh, a little over uh, fifteen thousand, and we have a number of people that that have shared that uh, they're committed and they're going to send the money, you know, whenever. And uh, and I told them that I was basically trying to get this accomplished before the end of this year, so that's one of our deadlines, if possible. You know, it's going to take however long it's going to take, but the sooner we can get it, the sooner we can get it ready for next season. And that's where we're at right now. So we do need people that'll uh, partner with us and say, "Hey, I'll help you raise the money." And you sign up on this thing; it's free. It's and it has all the information in this uh, uh, web-based program that explains what we're doing, who we are. We're a 501c3 that uh, you will receive tax credit uh, for any donation. And then you can share that. You can share it on social media, through email, through text messaging. And the more that you can get the uh, information out, the better it is. And hopefully, you know, I've told people this before that I know have zero funds. They can't do it, but they have people that they could tell, hey, here's my friend Raymond. He's trying to raise support for us. 
our community center that's going to serve us. And we want you uh, to help. So if you would help me, uh, you know, 100 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever, and you get, you know, 10 people or 20 people if it's 50, um, there's your $1,000 and you get your name on there. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and a number of the, uh, you know, there's writers that passed away and the families have reached out to me and said they want uh, to honor their uh, loved one and have their, you know, their name on it, which is, is really cool. Um, you know, honored to be able to do that. So, you know, we'll do things like that. And so you can either put your name or somebody else's or anonymous, um, you know, however you want, we'll do it. But, um, you know, that's the, that's the plan. I love it, Raymond. I, I, I hope we inspire somebody to reach out and help you out. You're a huge part of the flat track community. Everybody knows who you are. And so I, I hope this gets done for you. Yes. Thank you very much, my friend. Really uh, love and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, in the meantime, I hope uh, everyone has a, a blessed holiday season. If they need me for anything, you know, I'm on Facebook. Uh, FindingTheFinish.com is my website. You can, you can, you know, get me through a whole bunch of different uh, avenues and uh, I'll be glad to help any way I can. All right. Sounds good. But I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. Because before we wrap up our episodes, we have to ask Graham's question, because that's my grandma, and she wants she has a question on every every podcast we do. She said you're one of her favorite people on the earth, so you're up there maybe maybe up as high as me, okay, Raymond. I mean I can't put you above me, but you're you're I, one of her I am favorites. Honored. I am honored. So she said, give me a rundown of a perfect, quiet day at home with family. Like she wants to know, do you have any hobbies or what does Raymond Rizzo do to relax and unwind when you're not at the races? Oh, cool. Well, one of my favorite things is uh, starting in the morning with uh, uh, coffee. I have a uh, Starbucks sponsor and I, I have a cup of Starbucks and uh, um, and I read a book. It could be it's either the Bible or a book about the Bible, okay. <laughs> usually. And uh, I get that going. And then the next thing is usually uh a uh, bicycle ride, a run, something physical, that kind of thing that uh, keeps my uh, um, my body uh, doing, uh, uh, being able to do what I do, and uh, usually hang uh, with my wife. And you know, the sad part is I don't have very many uh, these types of days uh, because we're uh, either driving to an event or driving from an event. But, uh, anyway, yeah, that's, that's what we typically do hang out. And, and then at the end of the night, one of my favorite things to do is just hang in bed, curled up with my wife, watching, uh, uh, something like a Hallmark movie or something. I, I, I admit it. I watch them <laughs> and, uh, awesome. and I don't care. I'm, I'm, there you I'm, go. uh, uh, I I love it, and uh, anyway, the uh, the time spent together with my wife is is precious, and and that uh, I really love that. So awesome. that's a, a typical day, yeah. Such a great answer. So the last thing we do on Off the Groove is rapid fire questions. So the first thing that comes to mind on these next few questions: Are you ready? I'm ready. What is your favorite motorcycle? BMW. Any particular one? Uh, I have a R eleven fifty RT. Okay. Awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite track to go to? Springfield, Illinois. Okay. What's your favorite moment of the twenty nineteen season? Oh man, I don't know if I could tell this. Uh, I was I was invited by a rider to sit down and the rider told me what an impact we've had in their life over the years. And um I'll tell you what, it, it, I don't know if I could tell you, I, I can't. Um, it, it's, it's amazing to know the impact when some, I know many times what happens, but when you have a, a someone tell you what, what they, what they mean, you know, and, and uh, what's been going on in their world and they recognize that, that just amazes me. So I'll say it was a moment after a chapel service in Springfield, actually. Cool. Yeah. I like it. What is your favorite part of a race weekend? Praying with riders on the line before they go out to race. All right. 
And I'm going to use one from Dave Spain next. What are you most proud of? Hmm. I think the smile of our father. That's probably the, the thing I'm, I'm most proud of. Kind of like when dad says to you, son, I'm proud of you. Right. That's awesome. Man, mm-hmm. you gave me goosebumps, Raymond. I, I love that answer, and I loved all your answers, actually. So the last thing we do with our guests is ask them if they want to say thank you to anyone. So here's your opportunity. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you to you and Chris, first and foremost. And I want to say thank you to uh, AFT, all the leadership, and all the people that uh, helped me get to where I am. I could run a list of sponsors. Uh, I should do it like uh, like our, our racers do, but uh, everybody that's invested in what we're doing, I'm so grateful. It's uh, it's amazing to know that there's so many people that are behind us. And I remember uh, one of the things that has kept me so uh, strong and, and faithful and focused is wherever I'm at, Everybody that's helping me get to where I am uh, from the past to where I'm at now, it's their rewards that will be received when we step on the other side. I believe eventually it will be revealed that you've been an incredible part in my life and you are making an, an impact in eternity because you're investing in me. That to me is community. And that's what I love about our racing community. Most people get that. And, uh, yeah, so thank you to, to my pit crew, my prayer and investing team. Uh, couldn't be doing it without them. Thank you to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, my wife. <laughs> I cannot forget. <laughs> By the way, if you want to uh, see a picture of her, go to the dictionary and look up the word grace. Her picture will be under that. She's incredible. Aww, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and she is. So let me do what I'm doing and to support that. That's it's it's amazing, and I'm I'm praying. I know with this community center that we're trying to uh, purchase, when we get that, she'll be with me at the events because uh, it's going to be big enough that we can you know travel together. Where the other one wasn't, but uh, anyway, uh, yes. Thank you, thank you so much. All the Moto America, all the. Um, Azra CCS and all the American flat track community. Thank you so much. And I love you. (laughs) I love you too, Raymond. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. I hope you have a happy holiday and I cannot wait to see you at a racetrack. Yes. Thank you. God bless you all. This may be a little cliche, but I'm going to go ahead and go with it. Everybody loves Raymond. (laughs) i love it man that's (laughs) what they do how long have you you been thinking about that literally just thought of it before i said it but that's fine i mean really i just let her go yeah dude i'm good with that sometimes you know me i love it man you're you're definitely good at one-liners yeah dude that was awesome awesome to see what he's got planned for 2020 uh if you can contribute um jump on we'll we'll post the link uh along with this uh, podcast when we post it so you guys can get involved and um, maybe get your name on the side of that rig that he's uh, hoping to get for 2020 and beyond. And if, and if you can't do that, you can still be a pit crew member and, yep. and help him out. You know, a little bit at a time, you know, goes a long way. It's just to have him at the races is totally worth it. Not just you and me that feel that, it's the entire community, I'm sure. So um, good to have him on this week. I don't even know what our plans are for next week, but we, we better get on that here soon, huh? Yeah, we probably should. What are you doing for your birthday tomorrow? I got a cousin down from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, She's down there for a competition, so I'm going to go hang out with her a bit. I might take in a little theme park, uh, go see uh, Epcot, maybe some uh, Universal Studios on Sunday, and uh, hanging out with my best friend Mike Lee. Mike Lee from Oklahoma? Mike Lee from Oklahoma. Not the politician, not the rodeo guy. My best friend. Hold on, hold on. He's, He's not a rodeo guy. He's a professional bull rider. But where do you ride bulls? At the rodeo? Where are you going this weekend? I'm going to see some motorcycle racing. Where? Rockford, Illinois. On dirt? It's the ice. Oh, on ice. On ice. It's the Ice Thunderstruck Tour. The uh, World Championship Ice Racing Fire on Ice Thunderstruck Tour kicks off their season this Saturday night in Rockford, Illinois. And I'm, man, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm not doing every one of their races. I'm going to do as many as I can get to. i uh, got some conflicting dates with some other things going on, but it's a fun series and it's action packed. 
what I think is crazy about it, Carter, you haven't been to one yet. There's yeah. no practice. No practice. So it's quiet. It's no, because you tear up the ice too much. So it's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's building. It's building. And then boom, in your face. And here we go. Heat race, heat race, heat race, heat race. We take a quick break to the Zamboni, fix the ice. We do some more, another round of heat races. And then we have like, I think there's a last chance qualifier in, in each class, uh, depending on how many riders show up. And then we got main events, man. So, it is. So it's there's no qualifying. Right there there's, no, there's no qualifying laps either. The heat, the heat races are qualifying. They draw for their starting positions, uh -huh. and how they draw lines them up in in, in whatever particular heat race they're in. Hmm. Interesting. Luck of the draw. If you happen to make it to a nice race this season, uh, I hope you enjoy the intro music because uh, I happen to know the guy that made it. I, I happen to know the guy too, and he does a really good job, and he sells himself short all the time. Who's that guy? Mr. Chris Carter. Oh, uh, no, I'm kidding. We'll have to play around with this. I think I got something nice for you. We'll have to record your voiceover for that after we do this, so you can have that for this weekend. Right on. Also, uh, we try to do a pit walk that you actually inspired us to start when we were help working with the American Flat Track. We kind of do a pit walk on the ice facebook page nice. so I'll, I'll walk through the pits and and try to talk to as many people as i can uh maybe an hour before showtime or something like that so that'd be kind of cool too i did it uh once or twice last year i think loveland colorado and then troy ohio i did both of those last year so it's kind of fun a uh, little behind the scenes a little bit different different information you know screws in the tires and longer fenders and a little bit modified motorcycles but uh, man it's it's exciting for sure it's definitely not as warm as the uh those oklahoma city or uh the lima races is it not even close i'm trying to find as many clothes as i can stack on underneath my announcing clothes so uh do me a favor i gotta stay warm do me a favor what don't put spikes in those new nikes I, I'm not wearing the new Nikes. I wear when I listen, Carter. When I announce, I wear all black Nikes. I was, I guess, I was trained to do that when I started with Monster Jam years and years ago. I wear black pants every time I announce, and uh, you know, gotta look professional. But I'm not putting any uh, spikes in my new kicks from Carter and, and Boo. <laughs> you got a pretty good response from that little video. It was fun. So, what else besides ice racing? Is that it? You're back. Uh, you're back early next week. Yeah, I'll be, you know, I fly home right away Sunday morning, I think at dark 30. Uh, so I got to drive from uh, Rockford, Illinois, back to Chicago, Illinois, and uh, jump on a plane. I'll be right back here Sunday morning. Nice, man. We'll have to get up early in the weekend, uh, get next week's uh, recorded. I got some ideas. All right, well, don't hurt yourself. I'll try not to. Do you want to go record this intro so we can get done? Yeah, I think so. So you have a happy birthday tomorrow, and uh, everybody keep smashing that like button to all your friends about the podcast, and we appreciate it. We've had some people reaching out to us, and uh, yeah, we try to answer everyone that's uh, left comments or feedback, and um, we love you guys. Love you. Mean it. Okay, bye. Uh Love you too, Carter. Bye. I love me too. I love me. <laughs> hey, Sheriff. I love me. I know you do. I love me. Love me tender. Love me true. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> All right, that's the, that's the thing I'll put at the end.